The Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odd bet odds. In-game odds. WinBet has what you need. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. That's WinBet. We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. That's fun. $250 cash and $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. And with that, we're going to begin. Play the clear, the cleared techno music on the audio, not in the live thing with the YouTube if you're watching. Here we go! All right, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs NFL Week 11. Or the contest picks for Circa, however you want to phrase it. We, we phrase it, we title it differently. The NFL contest picks week 11 because that's that's what gets the clicks, the views. You got to put NFL, you got to put predictions and all your titles. Bottom line, bombs, nobody knows what it is. Nobody even knows what it means. That's what people like to say to me. Do, do bombs mean bad or do they mean good? Are they picking out winners or are they, lo- are they losing because they're bombs? That's That's the beauty of it. You don't know. If they lose, then they're bombs. If they win, then they're bombs that I detonated where we blow your bookie's house up with. What? Um, anyway, welcome. Here we are. Every week, I do pick five picks against the spread with bits. Picks with bits for tobacco use only. Using the Circa point spread lines. You can use uh, you can find them at Circa Sports. Uh, they, came, they come out every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, L.A. time, which is where this is coming from. Um, and we'll get into it. We have five picks this week. More ones. More ones? Oh, my God. If you see the intros I do, the man in the box. I'll do a man in the box segment later on at the end of the show. Five more picks. Oh, there's a couple intros. I'll recap real quick what happened last week. We just recap the losses. Let's get right into it. I'm slowing. Slowing? Fasting? I need to slow down. That's a problem. I got a Starbucks. It's Red Cup giveaway day. So that's fun. To the barista. She said, not really. Not really. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. I try to put a little personality into someone working and they clearly don't want to be working there. And I get it. But, you know, if you're watching YouTube, welcome to the little, uh, live stream. I'm wearing some merch. SGPN merch. Look at me. I'm a real company man. And the new bigger logo. Brought to me by Kyle Boland. Blue Steel in the Fantasy League. BLB, great logo. CJ Sullivan's bottom line bombs. Huge on the TV. Look at that. All right. So that's the show. Last week, we uh, another bloodbath. <laughs> we had some losses. Real tough losses. And in the segment, I'm just going to be called That's All. That's all it took to lose that game. We lost the Bears versus Detroit. They were only up 14 at home versus Detroit. Got an interception, which is called back. And they give a pick six. You could have got the Lions at uh, eight to one in game, plus eight to one. That's all. That's all that took to lose. How the f- um, Then they score. Even after they gave up the lead, they go score. And of course, they miss the extra. As soon as they miss that extra point, like, oh, well. Like my theory says, miss extra points never go in your favor, no matter what. Somehow, if a miss extra point happens, it's going to go against you. No matter what side you're on, it just works against you. And the other one was the Bills. <laughs> that really angered me. I mean, yes, it was the greatest game of the year, blah, blah, blah. It was crazy. It was insane. Bills, Vikings. 
but it was the perfect gambling game because the point spread was all over the place. Where it started off with 10, uh, like 10 or 9. Then they said Josh Allen was going to play, so it went down to 3. We got it at 3.5. We got Bills 3.5. And, and then Josh Allen was playing, so it went up to 6.5. So if you took the Vikings, you got 6.5. You took the Bills, you got 3.5. So he had a huge window. And then the Bills were up by 4. It was perfect. It was perfect. The Bills were going to win by 4. Everyone wins, except for the actual Viking football players. If... Josh Allen could handle a snap and fall down. That's all he had to do. Fall forward. They even could. You probably even could have taken a knee. The refs still want to call it a safety because the refs just don't call that. Like, ah, forward momentum. Yes, the uh, fucking Josh and Jefferson catch. The, the Bills were 98% to win that game like three separate times. That's how we lose. That's all. That's all that took for us to lose. That's all. They did so many stupid things. Not even just all that stuff. Then they didn't kick the field goal, and it went for it and forth. And then they throw a pick, and he runs, runs it back to the 40. Okay. If you're going to go for it, just run your friggin' moose Josh Allen right up. Even if you miss it, they have the ball in the two. Like, what do you... Win expectancy. The win expectancy was 99.9%, and then the Vikings won. How? I'm sure the numbers are right. On these win expectancies. They love shoving these win expectancies down your throat to show how improbable the comeback was. I don't believe them. I mean, I'm sure they're right, but because you know why? These numbers, like I said before, what they don't take into factor is if I have money on it or if I gave them out as a selection. Because if they knew that I had money on the bills, then the win expectancy for the Vikings fires up to about at least 80%. Even, <laughs> even at fourth and eighteen, hundred percent to make this because CJ gave it out the fucking Bills as a oh boy oh well good for good for Buffalo good for Buffalo now they get to they're gonna be more comfortable this week because they get to play in the snow oh boys they're gonna be snow this week we're not taking that game Buffalo versus Cleveland. It's supposed to be snow again they love love the newscasters like they got. Uh, devastating snow. They have to make it sound like it's some 90s Armageddon movie. What are they calling this one? It's called uh, Thunder Snow. It's about to, it's supposed to happen in Buffalo. Six feet of Thunder Snow. What? Thunder Snow. Sounds like a good, good metal band. Snowmageddon. Snowpocalypse. Because look, look, it's snow. You know, it's comical. Eh, they don't take it seriously, but it's horrible. Snow is terrible. The only people who like snow are people who, who aren't from snow. I live in I live in LA to get away from snow. From the East Coast Philly originally. Then I lived in Chicago forever. Snow is not fun. Snow is pain. It's a lot of trudging through snow. Snow is fucking awful. You hear it's gonna snow, you're not happy. You're not getting your your mittens and building a fort like you're a kid. No. You're shoveling, you're throwing out your back, your everything's terrible. Nah, it'll be a fun game in the snow. We'll make snow angels. No. We're going to be up on our <laughs> drinking in the snow is good. I get it. But be drinking the snow because you're out there fucking crushing ice trying to get a parking spot. And I don't drink anymore, but I do miss drinking the, drinking in the snow. That's fun stuff. That's fun stuff because uh, you can't go anywhere. Anyways. Um, all right. We have a big show today. Like I said, we have five picks against the spread plus a man in the box. Um, 
Light ad read. So, you know what? I'm going to get to this segment real quick before we get to the games. I want to get to a segment I like to call the worst person in gambling in the world this week. Normally, this is uh, uh, for my friend Bill O'Donnell. He usually texts me. You know, people who complain about bad beats, you're, uh, you know, people who um, celebrate victories too early. But this week, we have a surprise. It surprised me. And it hates, hates, pains me to do it. What's up? That is CEO head honcho to Sports Gambling <laughs> Podcast Network, Sean Green, Money Money Green. What's happening, man? Good. How are you, Sean? I'm and doing great. And um, I, hate to, I hate to call you out on this before I even bring this sure. up, what, what you did, especially following <laughs> the footsteps of having a uh, all-hands-deck um, virtual party for the network where you sh- shelled out 19 out of 20 blackjack winning hands. It was, so. it was a very uh, hot streak for the employees. I didn't, I thought it was fixed, but I didn't care. I loved it. It was very, <laughs> very generous of you. And then that's what pains me even more to see you, for you to fall into this category mm. of the, uh, I told you so guy, <laughs> a terrible cardinal sin in gambling. Yes. The guy who says after the fact, I told you so. I told you so. Well, okay. Here's now what you're referring to is I tweeted out mm-hmm. very, you know, with no, very, very, very braggadocious. I said, <sighs> if you weren't on the Colts, you hadn't been doing it long enough. Now, it, <sighs> <laughs> now one. All right. Let's, let's, let's recap sure. real quick. So Colts Raiders game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the stu- the narrative was Raiders the obvious side because Jeff Saturday. Yeah. We get that. Yep. Everyone was on the Raiders, including your host of the bottom line. <laughs> yes. Here. Um, it was not intended a, a shot at UCG. No, I, was- I understand that. I understand that, but it pains everyone. Was, I, what we didn't, it took a, it took a while to recover because, because it was a betrayal. You know, it was a, <laughs> not just from you, but from the Colts themselves by saying Sam Ellinger is going to be the quarterback. That's kind yes. of what we were handicapping. Then all of a sudden, Matt Ryan, we didn't know you were allowed to lie in football and actually <laughs> put uh, Matt well, Ryan and then out Ursay, there. Ursay was the, Ursay really should be the guy because Ursay is well, the I'll, one. I'll be getting to Jim Ursay, but right now we got you. <laughs> because right. to hear a tweet from you, from the good people, from the yes. good guys, the gambling guys, yes. the, the people who know better. Yes. Jim Ursay doesn't know better. No, you're Sean right. Money Green knows better. And he tweets out, so all you morons who had the Raiders, <laughs> did I have them at uh, six and a half at the worst of it? Yes. <laughs> did I pile on more at four? Yes. Did I know Matt Ryan's quarterback? No. And you tweet out, if you had, if you had, if you didn't have the Colts, you haven't been doing it long enough. Bow down to the I don't know. KG I veteran, <laughs> get off me rookie. With your amateur mop public Joe Schmo picks. <laughs> Every once in a while, I like to smell myself. Now, <laughs> in, in and this is in response to there's a bunch of really it's yeah. these like fresh faced, uh, you know, spreadsheet kids in the fantasy world yeah. with their advanced analytics who are saying you can't pick this Colts team. They don't project well. Blah blah blah. And really, you get that one game bump. We've seen it a bunch where mm-hmm. a, a head coach. They got rid of him. They don't like him. They rally around this guy. And it was honestly, it was, and we as Colts backers did get a gift with the surprise Matt Ryan start. I, I'm totally, <laughs> totally on board with that. Um, it really was about, there was just a week of everyone saying how shitty this Colts team is sure. going to be. And these guys, it's weird. They, they don't like to get embarrassed in that sense. If they get, you get embarrassed, getting arrested. Yeah. They're not, they don't care about that, but the, a week of just everyone talking shit on them. I thought we were going to see the best version. So 
Yes. I, in hindsight, I it was maybe a little braggadocious <laughs> to tout that it wasn't it was one of my locks right. and I didn't have enough money on it to really enjoy it. But if it was a retaliation to spreadsheet newbies, yes. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Fully insulted that. <laughs> but it was something I didn't need on my Twitter feed. I'll just say that <laughs> at that point after recovery, because I was still getting over the fact that you could lie about your starting quarterback. I didn't know that was uh, a well, <laughs> you and, know what and I mean? again, I get, I get fiery on, on ornery on the Twitter uh, because right. you know, like when the Eagles lost and guys DM me yes. going, uh, get DMing me saying one, Hey, oh man, my fantasy team really uh, crapped out because of AJ Brown. I'm like, you think I give a fuck about no, your know, fantasy right. team? Come I, on, I get that, and you get, a, and it's the worst having to <laughs> take with all that. But especially you as a CEO, we have to be above these guys. Yes, you're right. Above these. Uh, In fans. hindsight, I especially I when, it, especially when it, it affects me. <laughs> Actually, that's the only one it affects me. I don't care what you say to those fucking assholes. <laughs> all right. online, I'll throw, I'll throw everyone else's picks on the bus. All right. Good luck with the bottom line, thank Bob you, CJ. Thank you, Sean Green. Sean Green, everyone, appreciate that, and thank you for the blackjack winnings. And uh, I'll try to be doing this longer. Haven't been doing it long enough, Sean Green. Anyway, all right. With that being said, the, that was the worst man in gambling last week of the world. Whatever the fucking segment is. All right. Speaking of the worst and the best, win bet, which sponsors the bottom line bombs. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Didn't I just say that in the pre-show? Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 Eastern Time during WinBet. Marquee games of the week have better odds on WinBet, giving larger pay opportunity. Uh, there's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where we where play through. WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and you do, to be clear, you have a gambling problem. You're listening to my show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's evident. You call 1-800-522-4700. That's if you think the problem needs solved, which I don't think it does. Anyway. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Sean Sean Green, the first uh, person inside the box other than me. See how I say that, though? I always say how they throw me into the box and then just lock the doors and just let me do it. I didn't do any sound effects, and I bring here with my papers. The papers and the passion finally get into it, like Ron Rivera. Oh, wait. I'll wait on Ron Rivera. Now, give me Ron Rivera. I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Brought out the papers and looked at the sabermetrics. <laughs> You did not look at sabermetrics, Ron. You did not. Anyway, here we are. Live, doing the bottom line bombs. I am CJ Sullivan. Inside the box, was by myself, though, Sean Money, we mean Green Machine. I couldn't believe that. You haven't been doing this long enough if you had to Here's a problem. And he was right about Jim Irsay. So let's get right into that first game. Philadelphia versus Indianapolis. Line is six and a half, according to Circa, which I love. Jim Irsay... He is at who wish be the worst person in sports. He, he, he fired, you know, we went away with him last week. He's the owner of the Colts. He fired uh, Frank Reich. He gave him no chance by making him play Sam Ellinger. 
And then he hires Jeff Saturday and defends it. He goes, all right, you can have Matt Ryan. He's an actual professional quarterback. Doesn't tell anyone. And then he, then he tweets out, what a football player. This Matt Ryan is. Fuck you, Jim Say You're the one who benched him. You benched him for the season. He's just, he's one of those assholes who rubs it in their face. He does these passive aggressive rubs in his face. He's rubbing in all our faces. What a player that Matt Ryan. I told you. No, you didn't. You didn't tell us shit. You told us the opposite. He tweeted out today, happy birthday to Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne, the Hall of Famer Colts receiver, who was a coach on the staff who should have got the job over Jeff Saturday, if you want to talk about who deserves it. He wished him a happy birthday. <laughs> fuck you, Jeff. I'm Reggie Wayne. Fuck you, Jim Ursay. You imagine Reggie. Oh, God, I wish Reggie Wayne was the coach. He would have brought Marvin Harrison on as a special coach. Although Marvin Harrison probably doesn't want his name out there, but he'd be a, not even a receiver coach. He'd just be a special coordinator, like a consultant. Marvin Harrison is a uh, stone cold murderer, by the way. You can look that up. <laughs> North Philly's fine. I love Marvin Harrison. But he doesn't put his name out in the paper. He doesn't put his name on Front Street. He owns a bar in North Philly. Not one of his jerseys or stuff is up there. It's like other people he's got. And then he, he actually killed someone. He killed someone. Shot him in a diner. Got away with it. He's Marvin Harrison. <laughs> the quiet assassin. Him and Reggie Wayne would be a coaching staff. Anyway, Jim Ursay, he's just, he infuriates me. Now, all the critics who criticize us when we lose, that's what he tweeted out too. But when we make moves to win, moves to win by what? Allowing Saturday to have an NFL fucking quarterback? <sighs> and Jeff Saturday, that was the story last week. I was against, I, I wasn't against Jeff Saturday as much as I was Sam Ellinger. And he got, like, Saturday was fun at first. He was the guy that grabbed off ESPN, a TV. It looked like a Disney movie. Like I said, it was like a Whoopi Goldberg movie, grabbing someone out of the stands. But Saturday was like a kid. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. He's laughing. Hey, he's all wide-eyed. He was like, like angels in the outfield or something. He was like a kid, almost like a Freaky Friday or something. It reminds me of a movie like if a kid was inside of an adult male body. I mean, all of a sudden, he's a coach of a football team. I don't know. Let's do a trick play. Flea flicker. Draw it up in the stands. And it was fun. That's why I liked it. Now he's defensive immediately because all the backlash had happened. Now he's on press conferences going, you don't know, you don't think, you don't think I don't know what greatness is? I've been around, brother. I've seen people, how they general manage and scout. What? How they general manage? How, how do they general manage? By doing book work? By fucking... <laughs> uh, what was the other thing he said? It was pretty funny. Oh, I've been around. I've been around this game a long time, brother. When I say brother, they know they're just absolutely bullshitting you. I've been around this game a long time. First of all, no, you haven't. What are you talking about? We've we've watched you. We've we've watched your entire career. Yes, you're a professional football player, great player, but you're still, you know, what low forties if that? Not even a long time, more than you know. No, we no, no, we know. We've seen your entire career publicly. You're our age. We see you. You're not some fucking lifer coaching two high school games. So people really gave him the back, gave him the backlash. Gave him the backlash. <laughs> Bill Cower got some flack for that. A lot of Joe Thomas. Bill Cowers, what did he say? He said it was an uh, insult to the profession of coaching. 
the Saturday had no experience. It wasn't a good look. I don't know. Insult to the profession. So everyone came back a coward. I hope he had no experience as an analyst. None of these guys do though. That's what, that's what that's, sh- they don't, th- they don't consider that a real job. That's why they consider coaching a real job. They don't consider talking on TV and Cower does talk like he has shit in his mouth. It is funny for him to say an insult to anything. Oh, 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 the stars. Carper. I went to college at Duquesne during the Carper years. The Carper. I thought they were saying Care Bear, but they're saying Cower Power. Carper. Carper. This guy's a professional TV talker. Talker. I talk on TV. Cardell. Get in there and punt. He would spit so much. They would show over the sidelines yelling at fucking. Uh, b- Yancey Thigpen. Yancey! <laughs> Yancey, tell Cardell to get another punt! Oh, Neil! Neil O'Donnell, not Neil. Neil! Neil! Cardell! Are you saying Carvel? Like Carvel ice cream cakes? No, I'm saying Cardell slash! Give the ball to Bam! Bam and Bananas Foster! I'm a professional announcer. Here's but but uh, now and then you have all people ripping on Bill Cower to shut up about that. But, but that's what these analysts do. They do hot takes for you to to rip on. So actually, I kind of like what Cower said. Not that I agree with him, but I, I like what he said because it got people to, you know, comment. Whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying. But we're here, uh, Colts Eagles. Now we're t- <laughs> the Eagles uh, coming off a loss, their first loss of the season. Congratulations to Larry Zonka. Is he the only living him and Mercury Morris? And the 1972 Dolphins are the worst people in the they're the worst people in the world. They go out popping champagne for teams to lose. They love when teams lose <laughs> their awful record of those 1972 Dolphins that went like 12 and 0. They were full of plumbers and whatnot. They were the worst fucking team. They won the Super Bowl like six to five when a field goal kicker tried to throw a pass and it bounced off his head. We're perfect. Mercury Morris, Larry Zonka drinking. They're like they're like they're just they're just a bunch of boomers who are going around celebrating that we can't sell we can't afford houses. Basically, wow, it was so easy in '72. We bought a house and a fence for forty five dollars, and we drove a fucking twenty five foot long car. You can't do what we do, Eagles, or any other team. No, the Eagles lost. I think it's going to be good for them. Minus six and a half. They're going back. Uh, everyone thinks they got exposed because Washington ran at them, and Jonathan Taylor's is going to run at them this week. That's kind of uh, lazy handicapping. Um, yes, Jordan Davis is gone. It hurts their run defense, but that's all they can do. See, this week, the Colts are not going to be able to outcoach Nick Sirianni, who's returning to Indianapolis. He used to be a Colts coach, an actual coach. They were out. They were allowed. The, the, the Colts Saturday out coached McDaniels by just lying about the quarterback. <laughs> I love that. That was their move. McDaniels and the Raiders, we'll talk about next. Actually, let's just get into that, right? We'll, we'll par- that's how we parlay that over. So uh, the Eagles minus six and a half. Well, yeah, minus six and a half versus the Colts. They're coming back. They'll get back on the winning track. Let's just see because we got to speed this up. We'll go into the Vegas and uh, the out coaching. These Colts are consuming these entire bottom line bombs now. 
So my Eagles minus six and a half versus Andy detonated first bomb of the week. That does lead us to Denver Raiders. And I was going to say the Raiders are a team that are completely the mind. That's two and a half Denver, by the way. Um, this is going to be a great game for me because it's for bits picks with bits. Cause you have two coaches who are just disasters and Hackett versus uh, McDaniels. McDaniels got out coached by a guy who was on ESPN last week and the out coaching that he did was just lying about the quarterback. <laughs> yep. Sam Ellinger is going to be our quarterback. All right. We're preparing for him all week. Then come Sunday. Oh boy. Coach. I hate to tell you this, but, uh, the other team lied. What? They can do that? Yeah, apparently. Wait, who lied? Our opponent. You know, the one that wants to beat us? They gave us bad info. I mean, here we were on an honor system with them. In good faith, you think they would tell us exactly what they were going to do, and they didn't. I didn't know that was legal. What was... So they prepared for Sam Ellinger all week. What, what, what did that entail? Well, we didn't. We we were not. The Raiders were not prepared as a team for a quarterback that could throw the ball forward. We watched old rugby matches. We watched, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Australian rules football. We watched some of that. You know, things where you couldn't advance the ball with an overhand throw. We all those. We watched uh, the football scene from Wedding Crashers. None of that prepared us for an actual NFL quarterback. So that's who, that's who Josh McDaniels just got out coached by. And so now the Raiders have completely, completely quit. <laughs> and they are broken. Derek Carr's in a press conference after the game last week. He's just crying, crying. He said, cause he's pissed off, but he's basically, they're pissed off at the coach. So he might be still into it. I don't know. Who knows? He's like, I'm, I'm pissed off because what, what we do to put our, what we put in our bodies, what we put in our bodies to sleep at night. That's what Derek Carr said. Get in line, Derek Carr. We, you know what we have to put, you know what we as adults who are not professional athletes have to put in our bodies to fall asleep at night? Yeah, it's a lot of whiskey. It's a lot of drugs. And we don't play football games. We're just trying to survive. <laughs> His brother said he's pissed off on the comments. He's ready to fight. Yeah, I'm sure he's ready to fight. Nobody else is on that team. But he can be ready to fight. He's still not good. He's been awful. I mean, whatever. He's, he's not the worst. I know the fans are done. Uh, we know a Raider friend, Powski, who was here last week on the comments. I don't see any comments right now. I wonder if this is working. Or uh, if you're out there, I'll give you a shout out. Put a comment. This is usually how Powski communicates with us. The Raiders broke him. I mean, he's a Raider fan. He, the Raiders a couple weeks ago broke him so hard that he had to take text messaging out of his life. He can't text anymore. He only communicates through like Discord and YouTube comments. <laughs> so we feel bad for him. He's, he's lost his mind. He's in our fantasy league and now he's trying to empty out his fucking roster. Got to fucking <laughs> to stop the fucking floodgates with that. He's emptying out the roster so, they can have, so it can be an Oklahoma land claim and everyone can just fucking snag, snag the bones like vultures, which our league does. They're all vultures. 
I tried to lock them. I'm a commissioner of fantasy. Like it's, an, it's a nightmare of comics. I'm a stand-up. <laughs> They're all crazy. And I couldn't lock them because it's a cash league, you know? So you have to call customer service. I have to call customer service at Yahoo to explain to him, them, Yahoo, the company Yahoo, why I need to lock an owner because of Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels. That's a phone conversation I have to have with Yahoo. Who still won't let me get in my original account because, well, whatever. All I want is my fantasy football information. Yahoo, what do, what do you think I'm trying to do? You think I'm fucking putting stocks in your Yahoo finance section? You think I'm, <laughs> you think I'm trying to hack Yahoo News, that fucking cesspool of ridiculous stories? What a fucking site, Yahoo. Well, it is a big site. But Yahoo Sports and Fantasy, I guess finance, they, I don't know. I don't know how Yahoo makes money. I don't know how anybody makes money. I know how they don't make money. Be me. Don't make money or listen to these bombs. No, I'm doing, doing promos. So here we go. Now it's uh, Denver versus the Raiders. The, wide, that's, the line is only two and a half. Denver, um, they're bad. They, this is going to be a corny rally quarterback face off. Derek Carr crying, talking about what we put in our bodies. And you have Russell Wilson with the let's ride Bronco nation bullshit. And they're all awful. They're so bad. There was a stat that if Denver, if Denver only would have scored 18 points every game, they'd be eight and one. It's hilarious stat. Then you got Carr trying to rally the troops that no one, and both of them actually, no one's believing in it, but they want to work harder. McDaniels, <laughs> that's why Hack. This is Hackett has to be like thank God for this, because that's all people will be talking about. It's how bad he is. He's like Elon Musk coming into Twitter when he threw out that email saying, "You're fired unless you're ready to do." I think what was the word he put in the email? Extremely hardcore work for the company. Yeah, no, I don't know what extremely hardcore work is, Elon, but I don't want to do it for fucking Twitter. <laughs> for that dumpster fire of a site, no matter what it is, it's, it's a horrible, horrible place of a cesspool, and it's burning, and we're all watching it burn. It's fun to watch Twitter burn. People just hate Elon Musk. Not like he does anything more than any other fucking crazy, awful billionaire. And Facebook or Meta and Amazon, Lyft, they're all firing people 10,000 at a time. No one cares because we just like hating Elon. Not that I'm saying it's wrong to hate Elon. I'm just saying there's a lot of people to hate, including these Raiders. So uh, we're going to go with, um, oh yeah, there's another thing I fell for before I make this official and hit a bomb sound effect. That's how I make uh, picks official here. Picks with bits, bottom line bombs. I took the over off, off the grid because you can't give totals. But personally, I played the over of the Denver-Tennessee game last week. The, and that would be the game that had the lowest amount of points of any game of this weekend. Because, of course, it did. Because all the players said after they beat Jacksonville in London was, man, that second half, we played with pace. We did a hurry up. We did pace. And our offense was completely different. We're going to play with a lot of pace. And they did. They played with pace. It was They were a lot faster. They were still terrible. But it was a faster terrible. <laughs> we played with pace. Yeah, maybe slow the pace down. Maybe figure out how one of these fucking plays works first. Man, do I curse out of nowhere. That's when the emotional man in the box starts coming out. That I live my life by. Anyway, let's get through it. Second bomb of the week, 11. 
Denver minus two and a half. Bomb it. on Denver so many times. It's disgusting. Um, all right. One more ad read and then we're done with that. The world cup contest. This is fun. World cup starts uh, Sunday. Every four years we care about, uh, soccer, gymnastics, figure skating, politics, Matthew Perry every four years. So the world cup contest was also brought to you by the SGPN world cup free roll. 250 cash and 250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Make sure to check out all the World Cup content content on sportsgamingpodcast.com. Who doesn't love the World Cup? I love it. And the SGPN merch store, which I'm wearing right now. SGPN shirt. Go birds. Uh, get your holiday shopping done early. At the SGPN merch store, the gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life. Well, let's face it, though. If you have a degen in your life, they're not showing up for Christmas morning. They're going to disappoint you. Um... Yeah, but they do have shirts for every team. I got this Eagles shirt here, and I got to grease your poles, and uh, they have coffee mugs, and, you know, fun stuff. They do. They have like your, you know, shirts that aren't you're not going to find in stores. Like grease my pole, like fun things. Like where'd you get that? Plus, from now until Thanksgiving, get ten percent off and use the promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store dot sportsgamblingpodcast dot com. Promo code Dallas Sucks. Dallas Sucks. What a great promo. What a great network. This sports gambling podcast network. It's very scumbag oriented, which I'm a big fan of. Um, all right. That's it for the ad reads. Not bad. Not, not too, uh, you got through it. I still know what's going on there. Let me see. Is that a comment or a, uh, hmm. I don't think, let me see if people, oh, we got to, let me see what the clock is. Oh, Jesus Christ. I am taking my, uh, <laughs> I am taking my time. I shouldn't be doing it. Sorry. I'm CJ Selvin here. Sports gaming podcast network, bottom line bombs, NFL contest, week picks, week 11 picks. Good God. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. All right. Let's get through two games. We've only given out two so far. We give out Eagle six and a half Denver minus two and a half. We're going to do another NFC East game. We got giants versus Detroit line is giants minus three, but these giants just don't get any respect. And I've never respected them. I'm finally going to take them here versus Detroit. I finally found a game I like, even though people like Detroit, but my three has got to take it. This is a corn. If that was a corny quarterback off Denver versus the Raiders, this is a corny coach motivator. Giants versus Detroit. You have uh, Dan Campbell for Detroit versus Brian DeBall, Babel. However you pronounce his fucking name for the Giants and the coach. They're both uh, rallying the troops. Both, they're both motivating their coaches. Players with corny shit. See, McDaniels, he's the Elon Musk for the Raiders. He was like, well, we got to work hard. Like, yeah, no, we don't want to work hard. Yeah, do fun stuff. Campbell from Hard Knocks with the grit. The whole players coach will go through a wall for him. He's running out of tricks, though, I think. I mean, they just won on the road versus the Bears last week, which they will not do again. They, they're terrible on the road. Like I said, Campbell... He quotes Metallica for his players, but now he's running out of Metallica stuff. He's right. He's getting into the bad Metallica now. Now he's on the St. Anger and Lulu, whatever the hell that was. Like, <laughs> collaboration with Lou Reed. One of the worst albums of all time. He's quoting those lyrics to 22 year old rookies who have no idea what he's talking about, but he says it with passion. So they liked it for a while and they, they'll play hard. I'm not saying they won't play hard. 
Same with the Giants. So I just wrote an article on uh, came out with Brian Dable. People like him. He's fine. He's affable. Dan Pompey wrote an article about him on The Athletic. And I get it. You're told to write an article. You have to. Um, so you have to come up with something. It was all about how he's into magic. And I was like, oh, God, this is hilarious. He has a deck of cards on his deck, the Giants coach. They says, oh, so you come in, cut a card, do a thing. He does a magic trick for you. There's nothing more annoying than an amateur magician. <laughs> Apparently, that's how he, when he first got to the locker room, when he first he went to Saquon Barkley, did a card trick for him. He's like, he did the old trick of here's shows him three cards. It's not his card. He's like, what's going on here? But how about is this gonna be your card? I bet you twenty bucks it is. All right, and it is the old rope and dope. He didn't take the twenty bucks, but he did get his respect. What? That's your article. Listen, I get you have to write an article about him. That is kind of a, it's kind of a clever way though to get an NFL locker room on your side. There's that Aziz and Zari bit about how black people re react to magic, how they go nuts over it. And it's true. If you ever see David Blaine in the Dallas Cowboy locker room with like Emmett Smith and shit, they fucking go nuts. They're sprinting out of the room going, they really think this shit's happening. I don't know what it is. They just don't understand. Magic tricks. I, I like to say, uh, every time I see a magic trick happen, I go, oh, I know how you did that. You, uh, you grew up with no friends, so you you learned a skill in your bedroom. Took years to have. I mean, it's a, it's a skill. It's a skill like anything else. So loneliness. That's how you did that, right? Loneliness. Says the man in the box. Um, so they earned his respect. He earned, and then they start talking about his his upbringing. This this is where it really got me with this article. If you want to read this article in the Athletic about Giants head coach Brian Deville. Card tricks were a means of survival in the Buffalo blue-collar suburbs. He grew up in the blue-collar suburbs, and he needed card tricks to survive because when older kids messed with him, he could disarm them with a deck of cards. What the fuck are you talking about? Getting chased down an alley. Hold on, hold on. Let me stop. He sets up a little table. I know you like to bully me, but pick a card, bully. Any card, any card. Are you thinking of it? All right, show your bully friends. Don't show me. Show your bully friends. Now put it. <laughs> okay, as they shuffle, this your first time bullying. That's the thing with card tricks and magicians. They'll do it. You got to pick a card and you put it in there and shuffle. Then they do these. Then they do some horrible comedy to you. You have to suffer through. Here you get to the trick. A means of survival. That's how you survive in a prison. So they say hit the biggest man once you get now. Magic tricks, because all the inmates go nuts. All right, all right, inmates, before you rate me here, I got a... I have a wish list. I need a deck of cards. Does anyone have a top hat and a rabbit? Maybe a never-ending scarf I could use to climb out this window and escape prison. <laughs> oh, that got me. Rapist. I know that's a hack joke to say prison rapist. But... So it was magic. Magic magicians are just creepy. They're creepy liars. Every one of them. Get your fucking. I hate when you're at a restaurant or something at a bar. Table magicians. Is there anything creepier than table magicians? They just come up to you with no consent whatsoever, and they start fucking your putting their charm rape hands all over your fucking 
wife's neck and shit. Hey, get out of here, you creepy liar. Get your hands off my girlfriend. Your bedazzled shirt. Button it up. What are you giving her a massage for Christ's sakes? Um, it's just something very pedophilish about magicians. I don't know what. When they come out, that curtain, that, that's that curtain in the sequence and the silver. It should be like the it should be like the inside of a van opening up, like a like a door of a van opening up, and this fun size Kit Kats hanging hanging down on strings and, as they lure you in. Uh, anyway, it works for the Giants, though. Apparently, New York Giants, uh, they love it. That's how you get NFL teams. So, more power, to Brian DeBell. Way to survive the mean suburbs of Buffalo. Him and Christian Leitner. That's what I like to talk about Christian Leitner, how he grew up uh, tough in the suburbs of Buffalo. It was just cold. <laughs> the bullies in Buffalo. I just love doing the ring trick. It's just, it's just really magic tricks to fucking defuse these guys. Uh, anyway, abracadabra. What a dumb word. Abracadabra. See, I mean, it's like they're creating this own language. Of uh, I like I'm not saying I like magicians, professional magicians, and it's a hard, it's a hard skill. Obviously, it takes a lot of work. I don't like the incons the consent of it. I hate the amateur ones. Just I don't know. I like pickpocket magicians. I once got in a huge rabbit hole on YouTube about pickpocket magicians. They're kind of they're also creepy. It's very molesty distractions, and they've uh, I don't know. They all should be on a list. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, like you do the trick, like, okay, I don't know how you did it. I'm going to move forward. I don't think it's real. It's very congratulations. Speaking of not real, uh, my record on the bottom line bombs, but let's do it. New York Giants, Saquon Barkley should run all over Detroit, right? I imagine Jared Goff and the elements, the elements of the outdoors in the Northeast. Um, yeah, so we're going to do, tonight. I should have thought of some magic uh, comparisons to do. Comparisons? No. Examples. Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. What? What the fuck are you talking about? That's what is something I watch. I watch an hour special on TV of a Statue of Liberty disappear. No one thought you made the Statue of Liberty disappear. It's a camera trick or whatever. TV back then. The greatest trick was getting... Uh, who did he get to marry her? Claudia Schiffer. I'm dating myself there. Claudia Schiffer, kids, used to be a hot tamale. Anyway, New York Giants, minus three. Bomb. Detonated. Let's continue on the NFC East here. Uh, Houston versus Washington. Um... Line is three and a half. Washington is favored by three and a half. That is a lot. That's a big number for a team that's not that good. But they're on a hot streak right now. So everyone likes them. They're the darling. Uh, they beat the Eagles. Undefeated Eagles. Not because of the refs. You can't say that. Although it's because of the refs. They outplayed them, sure. But but I love when people say, you can't blame the refs. It's a loser mentality. Why? The, the play directly affected the fucking game. When Dallas Godair got his face mask that everyone in the world saw, causing the fumble, Washington gets it. They move the ball minus five yards, kick a field goal, get points. Over. Like, ah, 
well, you missed. They missed it. How, first of all, how do you miss it? And how is that not reviewable? Everyone in the world gets to see this. There's 60 cameras. It's, can't, can't blame it because of that. Why? It's because of that. That didn't happen. Right. Other things could have happened. Who cares? But then, then a 15-yard penalty, too. Dow, and Dallas Gunners are not only hurt now, too, because that, that's, that's great. Um, yeah, that roughing the passer. Not, not that it's guaranteed the Eagles are going to get the ball and score at the end of the game, but they obviously didn't get a chance to. After Taylor Hinky drew, flopped and drew a roughing the passer by giving himself up. I never seen such a thing. Guy tries to hold up, and then he celebrates it. What a fucking little... Oh, these corny white. I don't like this new trend of corny white quarterbacks on the plane. And you see him afterwards on the plane, the video of him, like, and their players just put all their jewelry on them, all their bling on it. White, hey, let's dress the white quarterback up like a rapper. They have like 100 pounds of diamonds on them. It's hilarious. It's like a sister's dressing up like your little brother in their dresses and shit. Started with Fitzpatrick when he came out to Sean Jackson's gear, then Kirk Cousins earlier this year. Now Hanky's got the fucking jewelry on. And the joke is he's white. He thinks this is fiscally irresponsible. We're all going to go broke. Hey, the linebackers are sleeping with my wife in the back of the plane while they're they're distracting me with jewelry. Sleeping. They don't sleep. They rail. That's a new segment. The clipboard slamming. Listen up, kids. Those players aren't sleeping with their wives. They're railing them. They're railing your wife. Henke, your wife's being railed as you're flying to Houston. Houston is playing better. With Lovey Smith or Dusty Baker, whoever the hell them. Um Congratulations one more time to the Astros. <laughs> I went over that last week. People congratulate. People who congratulate teams on Twitter. Maniacs who fucking wish celebrities a happy birthday that they don't know. They're crazy. Anyway, uh, Houston is playing better. They tried to backdoor versus the Giants last week. That's fun. That game was hilarious because it, it looked like it was a game for to cover the spread. Like Houston's like, we don't want to win this game, but we're getting four and a half. We just get this touchdown. They had like five drives in the fourth quarter all like inside the 20 to cover the spread for a touchdown. And that's, they didn't, you know, they didn't get it done because they're Houston, but uh, it was funny. It was like, they weren't trying to win the game. They were just trying to, which I, which I respect. And this is why we're backing them. Houston plus three and a half versus ridiculous Washington team where they should not be laying three and a half on the road. Let's just get that out of the way. The direct effect and dress your fucking dress, your quarterback up in jewelry as we rail your wife. Um, all right, let's speed through this. Houston, I have no, I have no other bets about Houston and Washington. I barely had any bets there. I was um, getting borderline racist, actually. Houston, plus three and a half, detonate it! Speaking of borderline racist, here comes my fifth and final bottom line bomb. San Francisco versus Arizona. The line is eight, and the game is played in Mexico City at Estadia Aztecia. <laughs> uh, finally, it's back to Mexico City. I love these games in Mexico. They didn't have it last year or last time because they deemed the NFL didn't think the stadium was ready for the infrastructure. 
for their cameras and shit. Not the, not the people. They don't give a fuck about the people. There'll be 80,000 people there. They love, yeah, they love the NFL in Mexico. Unlike Germany and Europe where we shoveled, but they love it down there. There's going to be tons of Niner fans there in Arizona, but mostly Niner fans. Um, but they just didn't think they were ready for Fox cameras. So what? Don't, don't, don't tell Mexico how to do their, how to fucking sport. This is what they do. They're going down there on vacation, getting all inclusive. No, live, live in the culture. Don't, don't be American about this. Don't complain about their fucking culture and country in their, in their country. Play the game the way Mexico plays the game. Have random fucking animals walking out into the field and dogs and shit that are like mangy and like, oh, God, it, that, they're, I don't know what's going on there. Have flares being shot out in the crowd. Fire hazards and just explosions. That's the Mexican way for football games, soccer games. Flares in the stands and animals. Ticket gouging. Everything's a bribe. That's what's funny about Mexico. The cop, as you get bribed and you get fucking ripped. Up. I, I went down there to Sayulita last uh, Christmas. They snagged some edibles off me. They just fucking just like, they basically said, just give us $100 and we'll let you go. They're like, we're not even going to, do we have to go through all this? You know how this works. I'm like, yeah, I know how this works. It'd be funny if they charge Cliff Kingsbury to get to the lottery. Everything's a bribe. It's the way their system is. We're saying tickets are already $500. <laughs> Good. Good. Everything be ticket gouging. Like that fucking Taylor Swift. That's a big story. Jesus Christ. You can't get away from that Taylor Swift story. I don't even know. That can't be real. $75,000 for Taylor Swift tickets. If it is, I, I love it. Charge it. Charge it, Taylor. Taylor, charge as much as you want. I know they're blaming Ticketmaster, but her tickets to face cover are fucking ridiculous because it's parents buying it for kids. It's children that like Taylor Swift. If you're an adult buying these tickets for Taylor Swift and going in, you're, you're as crazy as someone who wishes a happy birthday to someone on Twitter. A celebrity, I mean. She makes music for children, that sounds like, which is fine. She's she's super great. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I hear people talk about. Is it worth it to sell it if it's an experience? Yeah, yes, yes, it is. Because first of all, your experience. Yeah, you'll love it, but you're you're <laughs> the experience going to keep with the rest of your life is going to be regret, regret for not having fifty thousand dollars because you didn't hear shake it off. Shake it off live in a fucking stadium with preteens screaming. You're not even going to hear it. It's going to be horrible. Whatever. I'm not going to be an old man. I'm mean, I'm an old man. I'm talking about Taylor Swift. I'm sure it's great in the fans and she deserves it. But if you have a chance to sell your fucking ticket, you sell it. No matter what it is. I would sell my ticket. <laughs> I was just going to. Oh, man. I was going to get real dark. I don't care what the event is. Someone's offered me $50,000 for a ticket. It could be a ticket to talk to my fucking dead parents. Sorry, mom and dad, but you know, you see how shit is down here. I need the 50K. My dad would slap me in the face if I didn't take $50,000. <laughs> like he's going to buy a ticket to talk to them. Eh, some people might. He gave out winners. Um, I don't know why I went there. Dead parents. Because it's Thanksgiving coming up. That's why. Which, by the way, we're going to have some good turkey bombs here, hopefully. I usually do good turkey bombs. Uh, so we have the Niners in Arizona in Mexico. Where am I going with this? Minus eight. Uh, Arizona, they're hilarious. They're on HBO now, too, with a horrible hard knocks, midseason hard knocks. 
they're just not good. And the Niners are getting good. And um, like I said, it's going to be 80% Niner fans down there. They, 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 Mexico loves the Niner fans. Vamos 49ers. <laughs> do I, does anyone sound more, do I, does anyone sound more like a fucking fat Irish tourist down in Mexico? Just sunburn. Excuse me. Um, senior. Uh, how do you say detonar bomba la bomba? I want to detonar a bomba of San Francisco minus eight. So detonar la bomba. Oh boy. Anyway, that is, uh, that's the bottom line bombs. Let me recap. That's all five of them. That was Philadelphia minus six and a half versus the Colts. Denver minus two and a half versus the Raiders. Why am I always on Denver? It never works out. It just, they're just so funny to me. Uh, Giants minus three versus Detroit. Houston plus three and a half and San Fran minus eight in Mexico. I hear people say Mexico. Um, you can follow me on Instagram before I get to the man on the box at CJ Sullivan was taken. There's a bunch of underscores in there. Um, well, you can Venmo me too. That's always weird too. When someone has a tweet that goes viral or something, they're like, okay, now that my tweet went viral, here's my cash app. Give me money. But you can Venmo me. So mm -mm. I'll get to the man in the box real quick. Uh, also check out my other podcast. The Blackout Diaries that I do with Sean Flannery, hilarious Chicago comedian. He does a, a drinking story. Drink, why do I always say drinking story? Just storytelling, drinking-themed show. People tell funny drinking stories. And we interview them afterwards, or comics, non-comics alike. Uh, it's a very funny show. We had Nick Vatter on last week. We have Chris Traney on this week. He tells a funny story about sneaking into the... That's getting flown into to do Sundance with a press pass from... Streetwise, which is a homeless newspaper in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> and next week's episode is actually going to be a gambling episode with the amazing Kevin Bozeman. So um, make sure to check that out. Blackout Diaries. Uh, yeah, that's it for shows. I have a show tonight. I have to get out of here soon because I'm going up to Bakersfield, which is the Trump area of California. So if you're in Bakersfield and watching on YouTube, which you're not, I can tell by the comments, you're all here seeing us on Friday. The show's going to be over with. Um, all right, let's get into the man in the box. Um, which should I show it over to the man in the box? Yeah, let's get over to the man in the box. This is hilarious. Lock it in. I don't know what to say. That was another thing with Taylor Swift. Then before I get into the, the Swifties, the fans are upset about the Grammys. She didn't get nominated for a Grammy because... Her album didn't come out for the cutoff date, which is October 1st, which I'm on both sides of that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of team Swifty on that. You know, who gives a shit when the cutoff is? I'm Taylor Swift. Just put me, you want, you want the show to have ratings or not? Okay. I'm fucking Taylor Swift. I have 10, what was her thing? All 10 of the top 10 songs in the, on a billboard. Like hilarious, dude. Put her on, give her, give her all the Grammys. Who cares? It's the Grammys. They mean nothing anyway. Obviously you just need people to be in on the ratings. Cutoff date. And they make the cutoff date. Next year, Taylor. Yeah, how about I fucking buy the Grammys? I'm Taylor Swift. Uh, good for her. So here we are. Man in the box. Um boxes. Man in the box. There's a lot of boxes. There's a box a box within a box. So I got my phone box. I'm looking at the box right now. I'm in a bigger box. Uh, there's a box behind me. Remember when boxes were fun? 
nice to be a thing. I was, I was thinking about that the other day because uh, when I was a kid, something always came in a box. Like if a parents bought something in a box, speaking of dead parents, uh, they would save the box. It was a big thing. You go play in the box. You get to play with the box. No, it's not a big deal. We get boxes delivered every day from Amazon. They must be very wasteful. And we just throw these boxes away. They're good boxes, too. They're solid fucking boxes. Those weren't. We didn't have those boxes growing up. I'll tell you that. We had dirt. We had dangerous boxes with fucking staples coming out of them and all kinds of. You'd, you would cut yourself in those boxes, but you'd play with them. Save the box. That was also a big thing for Christmas. You'd save the box. So you'd put like a, a shitty gift, like in a. Tiffany's box or something. My dad did to my mom. Oh, I keep bringing up dead parents. Um, so yeah, that's man. That's that's talking boxes in a box right there. That could be a segment. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh man, I got a couple things to say. I was at Ralph's the other day, which is the grocery store out here in California. Uh, the Rock and Roll Ralph's, which is probably the worst Ralph's of all the Ralph's. It's on Sunset. They have like three baggers. They have a lot of. So they bag your groceries, but they rotate around. They they kind of just wander off. They all act like how I would act if I was a if I worked there. So I can't get too upset. Like oh, I don't want to do this work. But I swear every time that I'm in line for groceries, so I pick the I pick the line. I'm not doing self checkout. We all know that. We all know that scam. The self checkout scam. If I do self checkout, if you make me do self checkout, then I'm stealing stuff. That's that's what's happening, and that's called a tax. For making me bag. And that's why I want, I want them to bag it. So I picked the line where I know there's going to be a bagger. I look, I'm like, okay, there's one's got a bagger. I'm taking this line. And they see me. And by the time they get done their bagging, they, they skate. They take off when they see me. They're like Lizzo over here. Or who's the two, there's two fucking plus size models that didn't get into a club in LA and they fucking ranted on TikTok about it. Boo hoo. Um, yeah. Clean up your act, ladies. You're not getting in. Not tonight. Um, but that's when they look at me and like they fucking skedaddle. And now I'm sitting there. What, what do they think? I'm, my, my food's going to be heavier? The fatter? Is that it? Fuck this guy's groceries. I'm coming in light, buddy. Carb smart bread. All right, bananas. A lot of fruit. We all know the grape situation. I'm not going to talk about the grapes. So now they take off. So now I've got the groceries ringing up and I'm waiting and I... Part of the thing is, I, you know, I don't want to bag. First of all, I don't know how to bag them. I bring my own plastic bags, but I can't just stand there and do it. You know, not do it and guilt, guilt free. So I'm angrily, loudly, like a kid packing his, <laughs> cleaning up his room. <sighs> I guess I'll just jam eggs down here. I don't know. Did they go on top and the bottom or whatever? Here's some. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't believe I'm doing this myself. They're like, I don't know. I think it's a fat. I think everything's a fat thing. It's like when food runner food runners always assume um, whatever the dish is that that I ordered, no matter what. I could be at a bar eating something, eating a meal, and the food runner will come out with the exact same thing. Oh, this is for you? Nachos? Four dishes? Four entrees? No, I have a meal in front of me. Ah, but you think you probably want it though, don't you? Come on, you want it. It could be a table, a family of four next to me with silverware, you know, pounding the table. We want din din. And the food runner's like, nah, I don't think it's yours. I think it's this guy's, this fucking mess of a human being. 
Maybe that's in my head. Of course it's in my head. But it's also told to my face, too. Say it to your face. Say it to my face. When people say that, say it to my face. You don't want you don't want me to say it to your face. We're talking about your face. Why would I why would you want us to say it to your face? Don't ever say it to my face. I'll be it's gonna make it's gonna make me feel terrible. Say it behind my back. Just don't let me hear it. I don't care. Say it to my face. I did a show last week, Friday at the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. If you're <laughs> there, the late Friday show there. That's uh that's America. That's like doing an American club. This fucking hack host up there. He re- he pimped me out after I left his my set. I did. A, it was a tough set, full of uh, speaking of Mexicans. The mall Mexican show, which is fine. I'm fine with. They love me. I told them, listen, you guys are great. You guys produce the best short stops and bantam weights, and you know, <laughs> just a joke. They enjoyed it. But anyway, and then his host comes up to me like, hey, give it up, man. That was Chris Farley. I thought I was like Tommy Boy up here. He said like three or four of them. And they all fucking didn't even get a reaction. And he comes up to me like, hey, I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Say that beforehand, at least so I have a chance to come back at you with a microphone. I'm a fucking coward to say it after I leave. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? He goes, hey, man, no, I love your energy. That's what he says. I love your energy. Like I'm some girl he's trying to fuck that he can't try to insult him. I love your energy, man. Really? I hate you. You're a fucking hack. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's comedy. That's comedy in your, uh, it never ends. The pain never ends. Speaking of which, I have to get out of here and get, the, get up to, uh, what did I say? Bakersfield? Yep. Go to Bakersfield. Um, so that's going to be it for the bottom line bombs. Thank you. For listening, for watching, like, subscribe to the NFL Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Um, that was week 11. Yeah, so we'll come back. We've got three Thursday games. Hopefully, I'll get a nice Thanksgiving edition, some turkey bombs, and a separate one for the Sunday. But we'll see. I'm speaking of ambitious. Um, yeah, well, Thanksgiving's coming up. So say uh, hi and goodbye to all your dead parents everywhere. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>